Greetings, nerds. This is Dean and Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing this Thursday evening? I'm just tired. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I I have I think I have the perfect remedy for that because I, I'm super. You can feed off of my energy because I'm super excited to talk to you about Black Panther: Wakanda Forever and and Andor tonight. So you can just just plug into me now. I'll be your battery charger this evening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I don't know. It's just a lot of fatigue happening. I mean, and you were gonna not do any news this week, but then yeah. I guess you saw an article about this this thing um, called genre fatigue, which. Another clickbait thing. I feel like every other year, or no, every six months, there's an article about, like, is superhero, like, have we gotten enough of this genre? Is it too much? Blah, 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 blah. Um, people are still going to see these movies. So fatigue or no fatigue, if, like, if it was really a thing, movies wouldn't be happening. Franchises wouldn't be launching. Yeah. Like... Like records wouldn't still be broken at the box office, so I'm just like, it's just something yeah, th- for people to write about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it was. I think that you're the headline is a little misleading. So it's a Variety article that came out today. So just for folks, for, give you context, and uh, the platform fandom, which I know on Twitter it's uh, Get Fandom, they did a study of about 5,000 entertainment gaming fans between 13 and 54 years old, as well as looking at their monthly users on their wikis and other things. And, and, and from it, it talked about basically that really it breaks down fandom into like four different subgenres, subcategories, the advocates, intentionalist, the culture, culturalist and the flirt. And, so, and, you know, it really describes, like, the advocates, you know, just what it sounds like, the, the, the ride-or-die Marvel DC fans, the um, the uh, intentionalist, you know, the people who, um, you know, it's like the next level down, um, which is, you know, they're influenced by the marketing, the themes, and, you know, they, they give shows for, like, Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones and Handmaid's Tale as that group. And then there's, like, the... Um, the cultist, the, the culturalist, and you know, basically the the word of mouth people, um, like Ted Lasso, True Detective, Chicago Fire. As far as you know, it's just it's just part of that, you know, being part of the, the the water cooler talk, I guess. And then the the flirt, which are people just kind of pop in and pop out of of things. And you know, so it's a pretty interesting breakdown. And but the one thing they noted between Marvel and DC is that Marvel fans are are more, and we we've talked about this, more likely to stick around for the universe itself, whereas DC fans are are more about the the I guess the hero. So, and we've we've seen that kind of play out with wait wait, with, wait. the hero yeah. or the anti-hero. The hero. Well, I guess the character for life. <laughs> it's a joke. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. You set it up well because I was just about to say the Black Adam, for example. I was going to, contra- you know, that versus, say, a Batman. <laughs> but they're Batman. both DC. Yeah, but the point is that people, DC fans, are more likely to get 
are, are more character driven as far as their whether or not they're going to see something or not versus Marvel fans who are. Because, hmm? like, I don't know yeah. who wrote this because we're about to talk about Wakanda forever. Talk about character development. I've never seen that in, like, I understand what you're getting at. Okay. But it's just, it's, there are heroes in both of them. I'm sorry if some just have better character developments than all of DC combined. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I'm not talking about character development like, is it a well-told story? It's like, you know, the character of Batman is a draw versus a character of Black Adam. I mean, it's... Oh, yeah. That is like... Joker made a billion dollars. So even Batman's biggest arch rival can can draw a uh, crowd over... It's it's like the uh, the movie star effect. Yeah. For DC franchise, the the movie star is really like that character or that universe. And as much as DC fans are like, oh my god, we are sick and tired of the Batman origin story. Like, we we still every ten years get another trilogy, and it's like this is the best thing. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> no, that that I understand. But I mean, is is that because that's always been DC's approaches to the characters in the cinematic universe, while MCU, because those characters arguably were not as well known as the DC characters and didn't really start to come together until like Iron Man, but managed to at the same time not just like focus on one character but build a team of avengers and then expand it to like this entire universe where they're just like we're going to tell this story we're going to tell that story we're going to do this story and and fans are like used to it to where they they know they're not going to like every character but it's still within the same universe and so that's unique and different I think there's some of that. Plus I think it is marketing too because one of the things that this survey noted is that DC fans are more likely to buy merchandise and 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 and, you, and as far as like t-shirts and other memorabilia than the Marvel fans are. And again, I think it does go back to like what you're saying. The the Marvel side has been more more I guess team building versus the DC, which is really focusing on that you know the the the, the trilogy of characters as far as like Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash. Greenland and others, okay. and yeah, okay. it took them 14 billion years to make that movie. They've really focused on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, The Rock did, but <laughs> I don't know. He was doing a lot of stuff between those 14 billion years, so I don't know how much yeah, focus yeah. he had on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was like I said, it was just a it was just a very interesting um, little tidbit uh given that you know we're coming to the end of phase four with marvel and 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 with the disney plus platform and all the stuff going on with the dc studios and james gunn and stuff it's yeah it's it's one of those kind of check-in bellwether articles just to sort of see like where people's heads are at at this point yeah yeah definitely um so are we counting the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special as the end of Phase 4? Because I always thought it was Wakanda forever. I count... I look at the Guardians of the Galaxy like the um, Werewolf by Night. It's a special presentation outside of the outside of the phases. 
Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Because when you said we are coming to an end, I'm like, no, like we watched the movie. It, it's phase four is done. Yeah. 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 <laughs> phase four is done. Completo. It has the book ending. Um, and, and on that note, um, let's just get into Wakanda forever. So Will, you saw it twice. So um, I don't know if you want to, if you just want to lead and go through the plot points, if you want to go through the characters or how do you want to have this discussion about Wakanda forever? Yeah, let's, uh, I think, let's, let's start off with our, our general overall thoughts as far, of the film itself and then um, sort of give a quick two minute summary of the plot and then really break it, break it down by characters. Okay. I like the I like the way you have it set up in the in the rundown with with each individual character. So um, so yeah, I um, I'll I'll go ahead and give my my really I had like four major points as far as just overall thoughts about the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as my, my first thought, you know, as as you said, I I did see it twice. Um, the first viewing is opening night, and you know, with, with all that brings. Um, see, the second viewing was yesterday afternoon and it was, you know, still was a good size theater, but, uh, the, the demographics were uh, a lot different in that, um, you know, you had the open and night crowd, which you get everything. And then yesterday I had a, it was a theater with all older African-American viewers. And this is when I was just like, yes, this movie is a cultural phenomenon <laughs> because, um, you know, it, it, and the vibe was definitely there too, as far as the, the emotions from the re- emotion reactions from the audience. Um, more, more so I think with the crowd that I watched it with yesterday with some of the emotional beats. And I will say, and the reason why I bring up the emotion is because I felt that this film, you know, as you all know, I, I wear my heart on my sleeve and, and the first viewing I was that with the cold open, I was, I was a mess. <laughs> and, then, mm-hmm. and then yesterday as well, whenever it, it, that emotional, it carries over and with, with subsequent viewings. Right. Um, and so, so I did, you know, so I think that um, is definitely something that uh, it, that it taps into that emotional well, as far as, as far as the film um you know the second thing the overall thought is a lot of people have mentioned that it's a film of grief and i know we'll get into that but also the more i think about it it's also a film of transitions um and and really as you as we were just talking about the transition uh into the next phase Mm -hmm. and 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 i know there's been a lot of discussion about you know the, the the marvel the the heavy load of the Marvel stuff getting grafted into this film. But, you know, again, after watching it two times now, I, 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 it didn't take it away from the story for me. And we can get into a little bit more with some of the, with some of the sub characters, the points uh, as we discuss it. Uh, the third thing, you know, it does kind of lead into my second point, the Marvel um, universe. It is the Marvel cinematic universe. And yes, this film has more of that than, the first Black Panther did, 
But again, I feel like it was a necessary springboard into phase five. And then, and last, my my last point is, um, you know, I was, we had this discussion whenever the trailers came out and in, in, in different times about T'Challa and whether or not they should recast the character or not. Um, and I was in the camp of like, well, you know, we've had multiple actors play Batman. We've had multiple actors play Superman, et cetera. But the way I, I did think that they um, did a good job of the, the way they resolved the issue of T'Challa and Chadwick's passing, I, I was on board with it. So, and I think we will get at some point an older T'Challa. Uh, it won't be the same T'Challa, but the, with, but the decision that Ryan made as far as honoring his friend and an honor in the character i'm okay i'm okay with it so those are my sort of overall top 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 of the head thoughts on the film wow um you touched on a few things that i was thinking about um for my overall thoughts but i i mean coming out of this movie i thought to myself i think i might like this better than i liked the original Hmm. um and I didn't go and watch it a second time. Um, this week has just been bizarre for me. So it didn't happen. Um, but I'm still trying to figure out why. Um, but I don't know. I just I just enjoyed it. And I, I, it is, it's a very good movie. Um, mm-hmm. But it's interesting that I had that reaction. Because the more I think about it, the more a lot of my issues I have with the original Black Panther, I also have with this movie (laughs) i it's it's very they're they're like eerily similar where i think ryan kugler is an amazing storyteller Mm -hmm. specifically his work with characters and emotional beats but for whatever reason sometime or i feel like in both of these situations he he some he can fall a bit short when it comes to the spectacle Mm. of the MCU and um like both third both in both movies the third act I'm just mm-hmm. like what the heck is happening why are there a bunch of blue swarming people on a boat yeah. Yeah. um I also and this is different because I d- definitely did not have this issue with Killmonger um I I have some issues with Namor <laughs> I don't think he's <laughs> as strong as everyone's making him out to be. Mm. And I have a feeling that that is a very, that perception is clouded by what people know about Namor from the comic books. Mm. Um, and not necessarily the Namor that was presented in this movie. Um, I think that overall, like I said, I really like this movie. Yeah. Um, I I've been listening to people talk about it and have heard similar complaints. And it's funny to me because I didn't have any of those complaints watching the movie. Yeah. Like, did it feel long? Yeah. I did. Yeah. Could you have cut like so many things from it? Sure. But at the end of the day, this is a phase tech in a way, this is a phase two Marvel movie because we were introduced to Wakanda in mm-hmm. the original movie. We mm-hmm. know Wakanda. We know these characters. That's why those characters and that progression work so well. 
What, and, and everything else that we didn't know just felt tacked on because you're, you're kind of like in this, in this story about moving forward and um, characters growing from their pain and from this grief and sadness um, and overcoming it in the mm-hmm. long run. But, but you also, at the end of the day, this is a part of a bigger picture. And so um, I have other reasons why I think um, some of those story beats didn't work. And, and like something that really bothered me is the moment that Namor gave her the bracelet, I was like, okay, I know what, where that's going. (laughs) (laughs) There was a lot of this where I like, I knew in my mind, I was, I was definitely thinking a lot during the movie and I'm like, man, they are telecasting a lot of this, (laughs) but, but I mean, it didn't, it didn't um, overshadow the, the emotional experience of what was happening on screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, to your point, uh, with some of the things about the the length and 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 all, you know, to have it for me, I never the 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 time never really came was it was ever a factor for me. Um, and and maybe it's just Alice is really engrossed in in the story that I, I you know it wasn't like it was a situation where in, in many films even of even lesser length i will start looking at my watch if i'm not if i'm not engaged and and, and in this film I, I i wasn't doing that so um there was only one time that i did yeah <laughs> can you guess the time that i did i bet you can't was that I bet you can't yeah. figure out what time <laughs> I start looking at my watch and being like, this is going on a bit long. Well, uh, it's either the, the scenes on the, on the, uh, with the, the, the act three fight or whenever, in, or they were in telecon. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely telecon. <laughs> I just, I, I mean, they committed a mortal sin for me where they both had Namor explaining his origin mm. and they showed it to us simultaneously mm. and and it went on for a, for what felt like an eternity for me <laughs> we are <laughs> still my wife had to, my wife had the same reaction about the the telecon scene interestingly enough uh she thought that it went pretty long and i and i i was of the opposite opinion where i thought it was i, I did it again it didn't bother me i, I thought it, it gave him greater depth instead of uh, a, a, of an exposition dump that that in your fair point i mean there was that but then they cut they interspersed it with the visuals of it so you know so it's one of those things you know if it, if they had if he had directed it the way that it was this exposition dumped in you know we would have complaints oh god he just talked about it why didn't he show it <laughs> but i guess in your you point know, i i understand that i i don't I think the way the scene was placed in the movie felt very much like, hey, guys, you've been through a lot. We're just going to sit down and talk now. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to flesh out this character (laughs) and this world so that he so so it felt very like it's not added on because I definitely worked with the story and it was Mm -hmm. needed. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was just I was feeling like. 
they could have potentially didn't did it in a different way. And 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 I'm struggling with how to because my go-to would be like, I remember watching Black Panther opening up with a story about Wakanda, right? Mm-hmm. That opening sequence. I love the open like, do not, please, listeners, do not. Do not get this twisted because I do love the opening, the cold open of this movie. Um, Maybe like right after that, do the, like, this is telecom (laughs) 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 or this is name or or something. I don't Mm. know. It was, it was just, I understand. It was just oddly placed and it it felt, it was very distracting for me because I'm like, why? Why are we still here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And it's, I guess it's a good place to, like, just do a quick overview of the of the plot. So, yeah, we did have the cold open. And, and, uh, it, and they just really <laughs> jumped right into that um, and ripped you off the band-aid. And then we start. For telling the plot, Will. Because <laughs> you're like. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I don't. Maybe I'll just edit. You know what? Let's just let's just not do the plot. <laughs> Everybody knows you've watched the film. If you if you haven't, you know, you made it this far. You just got spoiled the hell out of. So, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So yeah. But let's 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 start with the beats. Um, with the cold open and stuff. I mean, and the opening of the film. I mean, I thought that the. They addressed the passing, and I know some people are having quibbles about it with, you know, how this is the most advanced civilization on the planet, but yet they couldn't save him and stuff. And I think for me that was like, I think that was just a definitely, you know, way, instead of like having some big fight or whatever and then he gets taken out that way i think this is this is the appropriate way they they, they that they could have handled it um and then the ha- and then having the funeral are stupid. what's that i think those people are stupid who say that yeah like who make a quibble about oh this is the most advanced civilization and they couldn't save it that's why the ryan chose to say it, it was a disease we're yeah. not going to be specific about it we're not going to say it was it was the flu or he got covid no mm-hmm. it it's something that that could affect anyone it's like it's at the end of the day yes t'challa is a superhero but he's still immortal right so yeah. having him get affected by a disease and then die off camera and and I mean I felt like that was a very appropriate choice considering the circumstances in real life. Yeah. Because if you had done the opposite, I don't think it would have been as tasteful. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and it would have insulted the audience intelligence, to be honest. I mean, we all know what's going on and it was I mean it was it was an acknowledgement for the audience. It was an it was it was for the cast and the, you know, so when they had those very emotional scenes and the celebration of life in Wakanda, I mean, I, you know, for example, with the, with the funeral, I mean, it was it was a, it was a, it was a celebration of his life, but they also had the appropriate levels of grief and and you know and and you know and I've 
talked about this before. Whenever, whenever you, what was so compelling about how they structured it, especially as someone who's who's, and we've all had, had losses in our lives of people we've cared about and loved. I mean, with my father, you know, I, you know, one of those things I immediately like go to like those moments with myself personally, as far as thinking about my father and and you know losing him. And I'm sure many other people, you know, whoever that special person is in our life that they've lost. And, and I think that's where the emotional resonance of this film really worked. Um, and, and then and then how uh, and how how the story was structured also worked. Because like to your point, we did all that heavy emotional stuff at the beginning to, just to, to acknowledge what happened. But then we do transition into the story uh, one year later and really to have that as a springboard into like i said it's a story of transitions and and we start to see that transition of shuri dealing with her grief and and jumping board into you know all the marvel stuff too yeah i'm um before before we get there and i know you want to you want to do plot but i think like we it's almost as though we should um, group all the grief together because yeah. I was so surprised that they doubled down on the grief mm. because the moment when Ram- Queen Ramonda dies, I'm like, whoa, yeah, <laughs> we, we already lost the game. <laughs> like, why, why? Um, and, and <laughs> do we really want Shuri just to be an orphan? <laughs> like, <come on. laughs> um, yeah. No. So, yeah. I was I was very surprised by that, especially given um, just what a presence that mm-hmm. Angela Bassett had throughout the first three fourths half of this movie. Yeah. Um, where for for a while there, I will be honest, Shuri wasn't really the lead in my mind. Where mm-hmm. like she's not the queen. She, yeah. She's not the one trying to hold everything. And everyone together, um, Shuri is still very selfishly drowning in her own guilt over being unable to save her brother, mm-hmm. and um, and like not not wanting to step up and quote unquote take his place, right. um, which is all very understandable. And it's also, I think, in a way, um, her mom kind of enabled that. Because her mom yeah. at this point is like, I've I've lost I've lost pretty much all of my family. If I lose Shuri, then what is left? And um and that is where I say, because we all remember watching the trailer, and one of my first reactions was that speech. Mm-hmm. But why did she discount Shuri? And it makes so much more sense in context of the movie. I was so happy about that. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> it's like the moment she's going through it, I'm like, yes, this makes sense now. It's still an amazing performance, still an amazing speech. And then I was surprised that what was even more powerful is in terms of like Okoye mm-hmm. losing her um her role as the general yeah. um in that same scene. Like like they, it, it wasn't just the the loss of T'Challa. T- 
there was a lot Ryan um when he was writing the script for the third or fourth or 15th million times yeah. um however many times it was well worth it because I think he was able to really dial in with every revision of like we can expand upon this because mm -hmm. grief happens in a lot of different ways yeah. and um and we can really make sure that this is felt with all of our characters uh, because this is Wakanda. This mm -hmm. isn't, and I think we even talked about this, correct me if I'm wrong, Will, during when we were talking about Black Panther, where it was such, we were so, we were almost like, why isn't this film called Wakanda? Because, yep, we yes, Paula is the lead and it's about the Black Panther, but there's such a presence of this world, of this yep. society, civilization. Um, and maybe that's why I don't like the underwater world as much. Mm. Well, you know, that's that's a good point. That's a very good point because uh, the the community, and I know, you know, and I, I messaged you uh, after watching Andor about community, and well, whenever we get to it, I'll, you know, weave these two things together. But we did, you're right, we did say during Black Panther that it, it, that movie should have been called Wakanda because it is that community. And, and, and this film did, it did touch on all the various members of that communities, how they all dealt with the loss of T'Challa. Yeah. And, 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 you know, let's just jump in. Since we're, since we're on the queen, let's just stay with the queen and, you know, we'll, we can weave in plot throughout our, our, our breakdown with all the characters because it, to something you said at the very beginning about um, the queen and Angela Bassett and Shuri um, where at, for about the first quarter of the movie or so, she was the lead, and I and I agree with that mm -hmm. uh, because it was thinking about from the from, from the moment when the the French were trying to steal the vibranium from the uh, Wakandan uh, outpost in in, in Mali, and. And, you know, in talking about speeches, I mean, again, her, her speech, you know, another part of the speech that we were previewed in some, in some of the promotional materials was in that, in that chamber with all the, with all the nations and, and her like, say, we see you just because we have no Black Panther doesn't mean we're vulnerable. <laughs> don't take, don't try to take, you know, cause that's another thing about loss. Sometimes bad actors try to take advantage of people's loss. And so people were trying to do this now because they're like, oh, Wakanda's wounded because the Black Panther's gone. And they're like, no, 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 no. We, we, we're still a strong nation. We're still, don't try to take advantage of us. And I love the way that she, again, showed that leadership and everything. And then as we go into, through the story and, and then we do have the moment when the more causes her death uh, due to the bombing of the uh, of the temp of the uh, palace. On the one hand, I, I I'm a it, it, it was a it was a plot device that had to happen in in, in some regards to. To, to thrust Shuri into the place where she would have the, you know, well, first 
the vengeance factor to, to, to avenge her mother's death against Namor. So I, I, you know, so on the one hand, I'm like, yeah, you know, it, it was painful to see, you know, again, she's, she lost her entire family uh, and she's alone now. But on the other hand, it was, it was one of those things that somehow they had to, because the queen is such an overwhelming presence. The only way she could come out of that shadow is something like that had to had to happen. Because otherwise she was still going to be the princess and and Oh, and, so you're talking about Shuri. I was yeah, like, wait, yeah, what? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. on one hand you understand why it had to happen, but what's on the other hand? On the other hand, it's they could I mean Is it, it was hard it was it was just taken out? What's that? Is it how she was taken out or? No, 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 no. It's just, it's just, I just hated to see that character go because I love it. So, oh. I, I love her so much. I mean, oh, she's okay. just so, so dynamic and such, you know, it was just hard. To, and, and like you said, I mean, we, we've dealt yeah. with so many pieces, so much loss and stuff in this film. It's just like, oh, y'all, y'all, you guys are like just taking us through the ringer here. <laughs> can, can you give us a break? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I see. I already talked about my thoughts about her dying in the movie. And so my issue with the scene itself was um, when Namor said, you have a week. Mm, yeah. <laughs> see, and this is like, yeah, we're going to talk about Namor. Okay. I was excited for Namor. I was like, this is Aquaman done right. And, and it is. And yeah. it is to a degree. But. The longer he talked, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> the, his actions, in my opinion, in my opinion, his actions and his words, there's a disconnect. Mm. Um, the, and, and, and I will admit it throughout the movie. I was like, oh my God, is he going to be like, I'm not a hero. Um, mm. no, I still haven't seen black Adam, but apparently that's what is said about 5,000 times in that movie um, mm. because he felt like such a weird anti-hero where I wanted a villain mm. <laughs> to, and, and, and y yes, I, I could feel the grief, but I will be honest. He didn't feel, it didn't feel as um, powerful as what happened in the first movie with Killmonger taking mm. over. Wakanda and the throne like for 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 me to really get that like need for vengeance because he gave her a week mm -hmm. <laughs> okay yeah. he gave her a week and I'm sorry Namor but where is your big strategy planning because you literally gave her the key for her to beat you which let's be honest she should have probably died in that fight because she literally gets stabbed I have so many issues <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, well, I, I, we could get to that in a minute. Well, <laughs> so like, no, the, 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 it all makes sense as, as far as like Shuri getting impaled by the vibranium. I mean, remember the art shape herb has the healing powers, and so there is Please. so. Have you have you heard that? Like, if you watch the spear getting taken out, sh sh there's no blood on it. <laughs> yeah, well, it probably staunched a wound. The suit, the suit itself, like, staunched a wound. Yeah, 
But it was just, it was such a visceral moment where I was like, whoa, there, man. And for a moment I was like, oh, that's it for sure. That, that is it for sure. He is tripling down on this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand it. Um, and then when they didn't, and then she gets the strength, like, I hear what you're saying. That's very comic book. Well, it is, yeah, it is. It's a comic. Yeah, well, that's that's the yeah. comic book aspects of yeah. It totally, yeah. totally comic book. Yeah, but so it's um, and and see now that you bring that up, now I have to go with the stupid people who at the beginning was like, but didn't he like? And I know they didn't say this, but didn't T'Challa have the herb in he his did. systems? But he uh, took it at the end of Black Panther. He did. He had it. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. did. Yeah, he but did. but again, I mean, they're... And, and, and maybe that goes again to why it was just called he got a disease. Yeah, exactly. We don't know when he contracted it. And so, yeah. but yeah. I'm, I'm just, there, there was a lot of, and it's not just those two moments. There were a lot of moments when it was just like, Okay, do you love Shuri? <laughs> and what is the age difference? Or I, I don't. There was. There, it's like, it's like Namor was half a half cooked idea for me, mm. where I could hear and I could see and I could understand his whole points about civil colonization, mm -hmm. taking resources and why he wanted to be allies with Wakanda. Mm -hmm. But man, did he not back up any, I, I mean, Wakanda was beaten by the end of this movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, and his, his, the soldier who talks to him at the very, very end. And it's just like, man, I would have followed you to the end. I thought she was going to kill him at that moment. I did too. Because if I was one of his people and I heard that basically we would have won, Namor would have lost. Mm -hmm. I'd been like, then dude, why the heck did you agree to be bed buddy? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, they were surrounded. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I just have a, like, and, and, um, and it's weird because I, I did not have um, this issue with Killmonger in the first movie at all. Um, yeah. But I definitely had it with, with the villain because, and maybe that's also because the, the, the real villain is the grief, is the loss yeah. that is suffered both fictionally and in reality for yeah. these characters and these actors. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that I, I, you just nailed it. I mean, that that was the true villain in this film. It was, it was, it, and, and all throughout Phase Four, it's just this this film, this and and the other only other Phase Four film that I ever that I felt compelled and did go see again in the theater and, and watch more, more than one time, Spider Man No Way Home, because I got total Spider Man No Way Home vibes from this. Yeah, and 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 to and to a degree, one division as well. I mean, these are those are the three standouts of of this particular phase where the villains and the villain and the and, and 
the, these films. Yes, there were there were antagonists who obviously were to, were that the, the heroes had to like fight, but at the at its core, like you said, grief was the villain. Right. And and maybe that's I I I think maybe that's where he was a Namor was a half cooked idea because it would have been more powerful had maybe we not gotten the 43 hour spiel about Pelican and maybe invested in a character that Nick Nakia would um Nakia 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 yeah Nakia um would would kill mm. and so you could you could em- you could have empathy for Namor like if that was his wife I would be like oh shit mm-hmm. oh, this is not gonna end well and then he gives her a week he gave her a week <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I, I mean as far as for me Namor was one of the more compelling the villains or antagonists in in the MCU. I mean, you know, Killmonger, especially whenever he shows up again in the, whenever Shuri's in the ancestral plane, that few minutes of screen time reminds you why he is probably, you know, top three of the, of the villains in the MCU. It does, but it also, okay. Compared to Namor, because yeah, go ahead. Go well, ahead. well, here's my thing about the Michael B. Jordan cameo. I love Michael B. Jordan. I've I've brought up Killmonger plenty of times. I I wish it was the mom. I really do because to mm. have that parallel with the first movie, with what her brother went through mm-hmm. as he assumed the role of King and Black Panther. To have her confronted by her mom would be very, a very interesting parallel between both movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I do understand why Killmonger was used. It makes sense. Um, it's a good surprise. Like, there are a lot of good surprises throughout mm-hmm. the movie, yeah. um, including when they randomly killed Lake Bell. But yeah. <laughs> um, to go back to Namor, and I, I really disagree. I think that on paper, what they what they started to flesh out, like having both societies be the only societies with this this powerful resource, having them both um, come from from places that have been torn apart by colonization there is a lot between the societies themselves Mm -hmm. there is a lot of parallels the character of namor himself though it just did not they didn't go 100 percent with like him truly um being that foil for for shuri or what what would have been to to chala in the long run so it's just well, I think I was going through it and hearing what he was saying, I'm like, this is all making sense. I mm-hmm. mean, the exciting incident of having their territory be threatened because of what happens at the end of Black Panther one, like, like that all makes sense. But yeah. I don't know, the character himself just didn't seem. Well, for, yeah. Yeah. Well, see, to me, I think as to, to me, the, the more and queen and the queen 
Ramunda are 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 more protagonist antagonists than than Shuri. I mean, Shuri at the end, yeah, you know, with the fight at the end, and to, you know, and to avenge her mother and and everything that happened, yeah, they had their big big showdown at the end. Sure. But I always you know, to what we were discussing earlier. I always felt that he the the, the tension. And and when I felt more of him being a threat was whenever he would talk to the queen. From the moment from the moment he snuck up on them, when they were um, well, yeah, she, and she it, when she, when they when they went off to to you know and, and the queen and Shuri were having their moment together by the by the lake, and and he comes he comes up. I mean, those to me those were the moments where I felt like he was a threat. Whereas whenever he and Shuri were in Talokan. They were just, they were really exploring one another. Really is gave, you know, it, it attempted to, to your point earlier that you said, where we really got to know Wakanda. And, 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 and in those scenes when Shuri was down there, that was their attempt to get, to deepen our connection with Talokan and, and his, and his world. So that we would feel those stakes more as, as the film progressed. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I thought he was threatening in the beginning, but the longer mm. he had screen time and the more stupid choices he made, in yeah. my opinion, the more less threatening and so less of a villain he became. Yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, and I think, I think that was intentional. I mean, I think. It, 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 you know, but, but I, even intentional or non-intentional, it's still. I guess. I guess I kind of want to move on because I don't yeah. think you're going to convince me. Oh no, no, I'm not trying yeah. to convince you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not trying to convince you. I mean, that's yeah, that's the great yeah. thing about it. It's all subjective. Yeah. Yeah, it 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 can be intentional, and I'm sure I'm sure everything is intentional. For me, it just didn't work. Yeah, understood. Um, okay. Who do you want to talk about now? Uh, let's go to Okoye. Okoye. Um, so the, um, now it's interesting because I make a lot of fun of the third act mm -hmm. fight sequence. Um, and, and some of the other fight sequences, any fight sequence that predominantly deals with CGI. Yet, yeah. Yeah. at the same time, Arguably, the bridge fight sequence is one of the best fight sequences in all of MCU. Oh, yeah. Hands down. I completely agree. Because there were stakes. Yep. Because at that point, I thought Namor and his people were badasses. Okay? They still mm -hmm. had me. I was like, this, okay, I can't lose another person. Like, and you are my person right now. Um, This is, this is. And I think it was also so good because we knew her from the first movie and from the um, this the other fight sequence at the beginning of the movie. She's a badass. Yeah. I mean, she knows how to hold her own, and and I do like that idea of like the other the other guy, like they there was a rivalry, but there was a respect. Mm -hmm. Um. 
I liked, I like that. So, so it's, again, it's very fascinating to me where I have, I have a bit of mixed emotions where on one hand, the spectacles don't work, but then again, you have this incredible fight sequence, um, because there were stakes. It, it really deal, did feel like, okay, they are, how, how do they get, how do all of my characters stay alive and they get out of this sequence? Um, um, and, and yeah, I, I kind of blacked out the whole, those soldiers appearing to have be dead, but then suddenly back alive and not really understanding how that worked. But, but yeah. 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 I completely agree with you that the only time I did get taken out of the film was the third act. And when they were on the uh, on the ship, and, and and they're fighting because I was just like, "All right, we're in the vault," <laughs> and all the limitations of the vault were on full display there. I mean, so I yeah, I mean, I was like, yeah. that, it, if there were a place where I did feel like things did go along, that was the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it was definitely like you guys had one of those machines built. Not yeah. maybe a backup in case yeah. somebody. <laughs> like, yeah, and also just given how like a, a, just the tech aspect of it too with the, the Wakandans, what we've seen with all their sh- other other machines and stuff, the the boat was kind of boring. <laughs> yeah, uh, it it just it's just it's yeah. Like a, it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. a good sequence at all. Yeah, but getting back to getting back to your but to the the fight on the bridge uh yeah i completely agree uh i mean i know the it did uh, i know it got some a little bit of the vibes from the first film with the car chase and when they were um and it was the japan uh in, in the first film uh but um but here um the intensity the stakes uh were, were all were all present there and um and then it and then you know, we, I know we touched on it earlier with with. We, I know we keep going back to the queen, but again, she was such such a such a presence. In, in, you in keep TV. going back to the queen. No, well, it I mean because we are we are interweaving plot and in characters. I I spent twenty plus minutes <laughs> on Namor. Well, yeah. <laughs> I keep going back to him, and it's freaking weak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, but yeah. Um, but the dressing down that she had in the, in the after she lost Shuri, and you know, and it, it's just like every bit of you know, Okoye's loss was on display there. As far it, as yeah, it's it's interesting because I think also her losing that fighting and her position. Um, what I think maybe the first two thirds of this movie did really well was take a um, take Wakanda, a world and these characters who we know and we have um, we love and we recognize their strengths and what they do and how they contribute, strip it all away. Mm-hmm. They also like the vulnerability of the first two thirds really draws a viewer in because we're we're people we're humans we deal with a lot of this vulnerability um death loss um people get fired all the time people fuck up all the time and then screw things up um 
And then I don't know what it was about the like the last third of the movie where suddenly it went to Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) But but I also I can't like it's it's hard. I and I think this is where a lot of reviewers are struggling with this movie is where given the circumstances, Mm -hmm. even when we're nitpicking, it is hard to because you don't know how you would have done it differently. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think that's But totally... I would have cut out Namor. No. <laughs> <laughs> so somehow, somehow Killmonger comes back. <laughs> I, I don't know. I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, and, and I keep also saying the word surprise. I, I was very surprised by how much this is a female action led movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and why did that work everyone? Because that wasn't a gimmick that they decided to advertise the movie about. Yeah. <laughs> it just naturally happened. Yeah. Oh my god. And 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 and, and, to, and also it parallels even the first film. Yeah. We had strong, you know, strong black women. <laughs> yeah. Leading this film. And and a and and a lot of and some of the critiques uh, I think come from a place of uncomfort seeing that strong presence. Um, not all, but but I think some of it does. But also, you're right; it wasn't marketed that way. I mean, it's just or, organic flow that happened. That we have all these strong characters, and there were strongly written characters. Right. And, yeah. And they were the people who were closest to T'Challa. Mm-hmm. So this is where we talk about M'Baku, because I love M'Baku. I yeah. love Winston Duke. Mm-hmm. I do too. Okay. He got the same amount of time in both movies. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why people are like, <laughs> so I be quiet about it. <laughs> Did he, was he as big of a presence in this movie? No. no. Up until the end. Right. I think he started standing out because he had that moment with Shuri. Yeah. And then the final moment where, I mean, pretty much he gets to be king. He doesn't get to be Black Panther, but he gets to be king of Wakanda. To me, it is it is arguably very brilliant mm-hmm. to put both movies together and just look at his arc as a character where suddenly it feels more complete. Yeah, yeah. Com- um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I feel like for me, yeah, I agree that the scene, and even even in the lighter-hearted scenes of the film where he does play the comedic fool, he's still the conscious. I always I, I always liked him as sort of the conscious of Wakanda, and the Jabar, Jabari, um, you know, seems to play I think were that role in the kingdom. Yeah, uh, and so. So, you know, so it was to me, you're right. I mean, he had the same amount of time, um, but yeah. Now, now, why didn't he die when Namor punched him? That, yeah, that was, the, yeah, that was, that, that was a, that was a plot thing that was kind of like, hmm, all right. Oh, <laughs> Namor pulled his punch there. <laughs> like, again, <laughs> Namor, oh, I'm a badass, but I'm going to pull my punches because yeah. I'm going to kill this character and not this character. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it all goes back to Namor for me. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it goes back to the Queen, but also Shuri. You want to talk? Let's, I know we've talked a lot about Shuri, but I mean, there are a couple. Um, you know, I want to Shuri and then lead it to uh, to Riri uh, from from that. Um, I know we, we there are a lot we've talked about with her. And only the the things that I haven't said about her was mainly that you know she was the scientist and 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 I remember trying to you know the from the opening of the film where she was trying to save and and it reminded I got I got a lot of Superman the movie vibes from that moment because. I thought about when um, the Christopher Reeve version where Pa Pa Kent had a heart attack and, you know, and he has the line, you know, uh, all these powers and I couldn't save him. And I, and I got that vibe from Shuri, like all this science and all this knowledge and all these things. I couldn't save my brother. Um, And, you know, that was sort of driving that grief and guilt that she was having to process throughout the film. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, Shuri's, I, I guess why I'm like not is because I do feel like I've talked about Shuri a lot. Um, Leticia Wright, I think, does do, (sighs) I think she does a great job Mm -hmm. where she's playing the emotions. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. She like hmm. when it involves the emotions of of what she felt actually losing Chadwick. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um being the daughter, um losing her mom. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think we're and 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 I've heard this complaint where she doesn't have a star factor. I I don't Everybody came came out of Black Panther, and Shuri stuck out. Yeah, Shuri stuck out in exactly. War and had like two scenes. So I don't know if it's that Letitia Wright doesn't have the star factor, or that as a viewer you're trying to reconcile your own perspective on the little sister mm-hmm. suddenly having to take over for her brother. There you go. Um, which again parallels the first movie in the sense of the son taking over for his father reluctantly almost. Yeah, yeah. So so she does a like like and it's really it's really the the opening and the ending of the movie where you see that that acting her acting chops. Yeah. Um I think in the middle, because of the, the plot and exposition it it gets it gets a little bit um she can't play that character of being spunky and witty anymore because of all of these other things um like it's hard it's hard to play the main character in such a colorful world mm-hmm. um it's easier to be the sidekick yeah yeah and and this is where we get into riri where I, w- I know there's plenty of discussion about her character and her presence in the movie. And I think it's another half-baked character. Oh, I disagree. Um, because I think that they did a lot of good development on with her early on. Mm-hmm. And then slowly we saw less and less and less of her. Mm. <laughs> 
And they never, and somebody pointed this out, I forget who, but she must have had a lot of guilt for being the one who pretty much kind of got the queen killed. So there, there was one moment of like, I want to help, but I don't know. I didn't see as much, but this isn't her movie. So, but right. you can tell, say why you disagree. So, you know, I think of another character that we've got in this phase that was first introduced in a film with uh, You're America. You're going to compare to She-Hulk. No. No. God, no. Good God, no. Don't, don't. I'm going to drop off here if you do that again. <laughs> That's kidding. No, I was thinking more America from uh, Doctor Strange. Where we didn't have uh, any... Um, where they just dropped her in and just like a cold intro. Yeah, they literally dropped her in. Yeah. Um, but I, I just felt that Riri was... And, and maybe it's because, again, going back to Shuri, the the... She was a sidekick this time. Yeah, that, that I know. She played, played, you know, and and their their dynamic um, was one of it. Two, I just felt that um, she was. I, I don't. We, I just felt like we got more. Well, I guess as far as like their backstories and stuff. I mean, I guess America and and Riri, we did get sort of. It was about equal. I mean, you know, we learned about her parent her father in the car and and you know working you know in the in the mechanic shop and stuff in chicago and those kind of, of things so what happened at the beginning of the movie yeah um what happened yeah yeah and the you know and also at the beginning of the movie i was like speaking of which uh with the professor um and her not having faith in her work and stuff uh, i was listening to uh new rock stars today and they were actually um Theorizing that uh, the professor it was actually Doctor Doom, um, who he was the one who actually ended up giving the plans to the U.S. government, and they were the ones who were able to build a vibranium sensing machine. So, so like to me, though, even with everything you're saying about her development and the comparison to America, um. I think that she did have a good dynamic with not only Shuri, but Okoye too. Mm -hmm. Um, Like all three of them, I was like, I'm game for this movie. This is great. And then it just, to me, it felt like she disappeared. She gets captured. Shuri goes and has a 500 hour long conversation with Namor. (laughs) And then, and then next thing you know, they get free. And then she ends up getting the queen dot. Queen killed, and then she's flying in Iron Man suit. Like, there, to me, I think there is a solid, it's a solid introduction to her character and to Iron Wars and all of that, or Iron Heart. Yeah. But the second half of the movie, because of everything else that was going on, I think she got, um, she got pushed to the side a bit too much to the point where, Everyone is now saying, "Oh, we could have just cut that part out." Yeah, um, I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, well, I mean, this is where the this is the Marvelization of it because again, it, we are in a shared universe. So if you cut that out, right? And I'm not, and I'm not saying that they yeah. should have. 
Yeah, I, I, and I and I and I get that you weren't advocating for for cutting her out, um, but well, I know that's then I've seen that commentary out there where oh she doesn't add anything, etc. But I think she does. You know, I think her role in this film was to be, and, and especially when we at the very end we get that, which they did tease it in the trailer, the scene of Shuri and Riri doing the greeting in the lab. And yeah. and that was the, you know and 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 to your point also with Akoya whenever they are in at MIT and and that dynamic that sister and Lee and big sis little sis good friend dynamic that was going on there when they were in her in her workshop as well in Boston and and so she had very you know those moments because this is a very heavy film. And they had to find those moments of like lightness where 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 you could, and she and she served that role in in, in providing those lighter moments, and also again, you know, it was it, I'll I'll just one last point and I'll hush, um, you know, it it, <laughs> it was you know really to show her intelligence and stuff as far as and and connecting it to the large universe with the Stark tech and her being able to reverse engineer it and build her own arc reactor, so. Um, yeah. No, I mean, everything you just talked about is why I would not cut her from the movie. I just felt like you almost needed, we needed more scenes, especially towards the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. Well, yeah, that's the because, third act. And, and I, because I really like that dynamic. Like one of my favorite scenes in the movie is that scene in the dorm room. Yes. <laughs> where she's trying to throw a heater or defend herself with a he- heater. Yeah. Like, yep. There is some great stuff, and then she kind of just gets pushed to the sideline. Um, which, and I think the same thing can be said to an extent about Everett Ross. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I keep thinking about this, and I mean to your point, like with the Riri stuff, we got our lighter, more like new person in this universe moment. And I think that's what they were trying to do somewhat with the Everett Ross and the um, Elaine from Seinfeld. Yeah, Val. <laughs> um, is, it's because they just, they wanted to, um, they wanted to take a break from mm. the very heavy stuff that was going on. Um, I will be honest, throughout the movie, I was not thinking about secret wars at at all. <laughs> I like they didn't play a trailer and I clocked it, Will, and I think mm-hmm. I told you this. I clocked twenty freaking minutes of trailer. Yep. Twenty I minutes. Yep. I had twenty-four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. It's a long movie. Huh. Cut out the trailers. I yeah. don't know. We'll be short. <laughs> um, but but with the Everett Ross stuff, you I liked it. Mm-hmm. I think if I were, when I watch this again, and the more I rewatch the movie, the more I will probably end up fast forwarding through those parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more I will feel like it was tacked on. That being said, in the moment, first viewing, good experience. Mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, okay, now we're here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't detract me. D- yeah. Detract away from my viewing experience initially at all. Yeah, and and for me, it didn't in the second viewing either. I mean, I thought Ross. 
What's that? That's good to know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think again, this the the when you look at it, the, everything is in this whole. Ross has a role to play there. The Val stuff, even 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 the even though we're still trying to figure out Val, and is she a scrawl or is she something else? But in the bigger, especially with the overall stakes that they were trying to establish between these two civilizations that have have this material, Val with, with taking them out of the story takes away a big point as far as what this film was trying to make about great power comes great responsibility or mm-hmm. or, or the miss and also the how i think about val and her scene where it's like oh if i had that vibranium what i could do with this stuff you know and if you take yeah. those moments out then a lot of the things that this that was put that are under the underpinnings of this plot fall apart so you know did they need to? What's that? You know what? The more yeah. we talk about this, the more I'm thinking it's not the inclusion of Everett Ross because he was in the first movie. Yeah. I think it, they, I think having included Val was too much of a distraction for a lot of viewers. Mm. Especially and if you haven't been following the universe. What you were saying before about like, is she a scroll? Is she not? Because she was acting very weird in this. Yeah. Um, and so maybe if you took like the same beats, remove mm-hmm. Val and had him report to that other guy from the West Wing. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, and like like similar moments happen where he gives off because we we he, we already saw him at the beginning of the movie where he clearly wanted the vibranium, so. Yeah. So maybe I I don't think this is an Everett Ross problem as much as I think having Val and him together kind mm-hmm. of turned it on to this tacked on thing that was very distracting from everything else that was going on. And also, I just want to make this one point before I forget it. There was a moment I was very disappointed in this movie <laughs> when they cut to Everett Ross and not Bucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know i know, I know. White wolf. <laughs> yeah the white wolf where's the white wolf yeah yeah and and, and, and as we were talking about this with val and, and to your point that you made cutting to the uh guy from the west wing um you know that, that's kind of the counterpoint people are like well we already established that with the very in you know, the very first you know act with this but i think to keep that it was it was val being there was that visual and reminder every few parts of the in Act Two and Act Three? Why, what, what, the, what, what this is about as far as why Wakanda and Talakan could are 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 being pitted against each other? Because every time the United States were like, "Oh, the Wakandans did it. If the Wakandans did it, the Wakandans did it." I mean, so it was it had it, it, it you had to have those moments sprinkled throughout just to remind the viewer hey don't for, don't for, don't forget here's 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 the dramatic tension that we're trying to like carry through here right and 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 i and i get why some people also probably if you don't take in all of these series and and the films then yeah val is a character you're kind of like and it, it's, it, it's a lot of people a lot of a lot of viewers like the, the folks i was in the theater with this this week 
it was their first time watching a Marvel movie. I mean, I actually had to run down, run down someone that's like, hey, don't leave during the credits because they were like walking out. And I didn't want them to miss miss that moment. And and they were so thankful I did because they're like, oh, wow. You know, when it, you know, the vis- the visible mm-hmm. like reaction that they had even more so with the crowd I watched the second time than the first. I, I was, I was it, just, it made my day as far as a geek. But um, but yeah, so. I get that why people say that, but the more I watched, like I said, it didn't take away from it. I mean, I think it, it's a through line that needed to be there. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, so Will, yeah. um, I know we could probably continue talking about this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, but we are running. I do eventually have to go. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> um, and we have not talked about Andor at all. Yeah. So, um, do you want to do closing thoughts on Wakanda or just jump straight into Andor? Um, I think I've said everything I needed to say about Wakanda forever, other than that it's, it, I, I really enjoyed it. Great film. And, um, yeah. And Ryan, Ryan's earned a break. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, okay. With Andor. Okay. Will, you have to help me out. Did I black out during watching this? Because I swear I watched the episode, but how the heck did Andor get off that planet? Oh, from the two um, the two aliens that they came up across, they right? Took, yeah, and he, and he did and he did say they did they whatever whatever they had they got captured and right. and had the whole conversation and then they and then the two fisher got fishermen were like. No, we're not. You know, they were made it very clear that they're not imperial sympathizers. Okay. And released them. They're like, we want to. Can you take us to to the vacation planet? And that's how they got off. Okay. Okay. I I must have gotten up during that scene because I thought it was going to be turn out to be something else. Okay. Good. There's logic there. Because yeah. <laughs> I was very confused. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the heck is happening? Yeah. Um, and, and that about sums up my thoughts on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I knew I knew you had to go. But I this was a good penultimate episode. It, it, it definitely, like, follows the, 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 the beats that this show has done all season where you have a big crescendo moment like we did last week. And then this time, instead of a three episode arc, we'll just bring it back down a notch uh, with, with the setup episode, uh, which is set up a lot uh, to, yeah. to go into the finale. Um, and then one of the things I, I had mentioned um, uh, connect connection between Wakanda forever and this was just the, the, the loss and, and the, and, and, and dealing with how, how people handle handle loss and thinking about with um, Cassian finding out how he you know how he lost his mother and, and also the community and also thinking about what kind of, like Ferrex in the community um, where Marva was such a pillar in the community that everybody came out because of whenever she passed away and 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 all so those are those, those you know i know whenever we talked last night that was sort of my thoughts as far as the connective tissue between the between the two uh two ips yeah as soon as you said that i was like oh i know what he's talking about um but and and yes i do have to get going but i um this this episode 
like you said, is a very good penultimate episode. It um, where because of this season and the the arcs that have occurred, they kind of are like regrouping and saying, okay, so enough with that. We're pulling the threads together. Season finale. It's all building to this. Um, mm-hmm. You're having a lot of the characters, the vulnerable moments where they're being. Um, you have that scene with Mon Mothma um, where you see the point she's getting to. Luthen almost um, could have gotten found out. Um, so, so these characters, their vulnerabilities are coming up more and more um, to lead to whatever occurs in this final episode, um, which all goes back to where it started in the sense with Ferrix. Now, when we're going to resume the I Need to Find My Sister storyline, that's season two. <laughs> yeah, that's season two. Yeah, yeah. Season two. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, I did, let's, the prison arc stuff was a lot better than this, in my opinion, um, hmm. because clearly I blacked out during <laughs> <laughs> I learned why. Well, happy, yeah. happy, to, happy um, to clear that up for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was also very confused about what was going on in Fairfax because I was like, wait, who's dead? What's going on? And I know that there are um, theories that she's not really dead and this is just a ploy to lure, lure uh, Cassian out. Mm. Um, but you know what? I know what happens in Rogue One. So that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'll just, I'll, you know, just a couple of quick things about Luthen and, and Saul, um, their conversation. Uh how you know Saul's an extremist, but Luthen is like cold blooded. <laughs> I mean, he's just like, and you know, he, I like the, the honesty that he has there with Saul because in other places he's always like kind of, you know, playing a game. You know, it, we even saw that sort of play out with with his assistant whenever Bao came into the store. It's like we got you know they had this user repartee and we like you know speaking metaphors and all this stuff about trying to get goods and money to the rebellion. And but Luthen was just like, look, if one's got, if one goes down, then so be it. And, you know, and I talked about this before. I mean, it, you know, the thing is like this show, you know, in, in prior iterations, it's the, the good guys don't, you know, we don't see the, the nastiness that sometimes the good guys have to do to, to take out, take out the empire. But this show just rips that bandaid off and, and Luthen was, you know, clearly makes makes that very clear to 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 Saul, and he, to the point where even Saul was just like, when he, especially whenever he like out at two tubes, Saul was like, "Oh fuck, this man is like not messing around here." And so, um, so yeah, so you know, really that that scene was really just just really stands out, and of course the whole James Bond with his with his ship, <laughs> and and the Kuiper crystals like come back, you know, given that, you know. That, um, you know, whenever Cassian was given the Kuiper crystal by Luthen way back in in the earlier parts of the of the season, it's all coming together. You know, every little thing what I, which I really love about this show has has a purpose. And you know, those Kuiper crystals clearly power his ship because he had the lightsaber. You know that uh, that took out the uh, the Tie Fighters and stuff there at the end. So that's another thing for this show too. So even the pew 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 fans got 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 something this week so 
Good for the pew 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 fans. Yeah, yeah. The high adventure Star Wars fans got got a little got a little taste of action. So not, but it still wasn't like the heist on Aldani. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, why why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will and Polk on Twitter. W i l l m p o l k. And you can find me at S J Belmont. S J B E L M O N T. Please follow us on Twitter as long as it's around at Seen and Nerd. <laughs> Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and visit our website, www.seenandnerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. 